Welcome to Tech Driven Business. In this episode, how know of Summerlin Analytics rejoins me to share tips on what you should think about before even starting a report in SAP Analytics, or as we call it SAC. If you're just joining in, this is the third episode on SAC with How. Check out our earlier episodes if you want to get a high level overview of SAC or learn on how to get quick value out of an SAC investment. Hello, how are you, How? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing great. So let's get into our our podcast. So let me uh, get to my first question. So what is the purpose of responsive pages uh, when it comes to design in uh, SAC? Oh, sure. So there's two types of layouts um, in Analytics Cloud. The first one being the canvas, which is mostly designed for laptop and desktop. And the primary benefit of a canvas layout type is that you can have close to pixel perfect placement of all your tiles and elements with the second option, the responsive design, it's made for mobile devices such as phones and tablets. And the idea there is that you're not sure um, at design time what the final output may be in terms of screen size or screen resolution. So it allows the canvas to shape and move according to the size and the dimension of the device. Now, with those two types, the responsive one is a bit trickier to build. So I always recommend um, a lot of times to my clients, start with a canvas. You know what you're working with. Once you place an element, it doesn't move. With responsive design, responsive layouts, depending on how big the screen size is, your chart tiles rescale dynamically and they shift also. They rearrange themselves dynamically to fit the size of the, the screen. And with that, you have less control. You don't know if um, something is too small or illegible, and you don't have too much control in terms of which elements get moved around and the sizing of the elements. For example, if you had a bar tile, which is fine, but you have many different dimensions, many different bars, the text for each element might be too small for your screen. And if you were trying to fix it to make it bigger, when the elements resize, it might be bigger than the rest of the of the elements, if that makes sense. So with responsive, it's great for tablets and phones, but I would say more care is needed to build those. Oh, that's good to know. That's interesting. So would you say that um, from a timings perspective, it seems like the responsive design will take much longer than the canvas design? Is that a true statement? Well, no, just because the, the general dashboard design exploration part of it takes just as long. And the way I've always approached it was let's, let's build things specifically, not only for the audience, but the device they're using. So when I, I would say that is most users in most companies I've worked with, they have a laptop. That's step one maybe we could take the same dashboard and repurpose that for the Salesforce, for someone who's maybe meeting with a customer, they need something on their phone. We take the same elements that we had built on the desktop and tailor that 
to the mobile device. And from there, you can pick and choose which things move over. Maybe not everything, maybe just the critical 50% of the charts move over. So you get the critical information in a device and in a format that they can consume, but the actual building of the dashboard itself happens once on the canvas. And then you selectively pull over the individual elements to the device. And the cool thing with SAC is when you repurpose a dashboard, it's literally control C, control V, you cut and paste elements. So building it from the ground up from scratch doesn't take that much longer. It's just a special care that you have to say, okay, it's these five that are critical. We'll move those over to the mobile responsive page and we leave the rest behind. So there's a bit of decision-making there, but the actual steps of building it is fairly quickly. Well, that's good to know. Thank you for sharing that insight. It seems like it's once you build it, you can reuse or repurpose a lot of those elements without doing a lot of, putting in a lot of effort in it. That's right. Awesome, awesome. So that, that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, so what suggestions do you have when you're building stories? So someone who is new to SAC or just uh, got some action with SAC and they want to get some ideas or suggestions, what would you tell them? Sure, so I get this question quite a lot. When I um, engage with new clients, they, they, they almost always ask me to train their internal employees. And one of the common things that come up with is like, okay, so what do we do? We're asked to build a dashboard. What's my first step? And I have a couple of answers there and I'll start with just two. Um, the first suggestion is just to explore the data. Don't worry so much about the design, the look, the feel, but just imagine you're given a set of reports. What is the most important information that you wanna convey about this data set? Is it an inventory, you know, warehouse spreadsheet that you have to convert and tell the warehouse manager that on this date, you have this much in inventory in terms of quantity and, and pricing, right? So maybe the current inventory snapshot, the current inventory valuation might be the biggest number you put in the dashboard, something like that. So you have to go through this uh, process of trying to understand from the business perspective what they want to see out of the dashboard, what's useless for them. Um, and to determine what's useful is just playing with the data. Just pick one chart type. I start with the bar tile. It makes the most sense to me and to most people I, I work with. It's the most common one. So starting with just the bar tile, try to pull in a couple of measures, a couple of key figures, and then slice it by a few dimensions and see which one seems to work for that particular business use case. So one, just explore the data, just play with it, see what makes sense. Two, when you're ready to build the actual dashboard, um, I would almost always start with a framework. Um, you can use the word template here, but I always start with um, a logo in the top left-hand corner, and beneath that is your input page filters because people are accustomed from meeting from left to right. So you have your logo on the left and below that is a bunch of page filters. And as you move towards the right, actually upper left to lower right, you go from the most critical, most important to the less critical. So I would place your tiles there in a three columnar format. So 
I, I like balance in my designs. So if I'm looking at data, I want to see three pillars of information and everything should be balanced according to that, to that framework. So the idea is if you need to enlarge a, a, a chart type, just make it in relation to another. So if you have a three by three grid, if you want something really big, you would enlarge that to a two by two and you have additional grids around that. Well, that's good to hear. So basically what I'm hearing is you start small, engage the user. Once you get that engagement, you follow these design tips you mentioned about where to place your logo, where to place your, your controls or your filters for the dashboard mm -hmm. and then make it flow how the eyes follow the screen. Absolutely. Yep. And after a while, after you build a few of these, you'll start to settle into a pretty consistent pattern. And that's when you would find a template or a layout that works best for your team or your company. And you would save that as a template. So instead of starting from scratch, you could just reuse a previously built dashboard or a template that you saved and build it from there. And one interesting um, question sort of came up when I was helping a business analyst prepare his dashboard for this, this new interim CFO. His challenge to me was the data looks great. Um, here's what he had put together himself in terms of what he expects the CFO would like to see, but he's not sure. He's not sure if he has all the dimensions correctly or maybe had, he's has chosen the right um, measures and things like that. So his challenge to me was how do I how do I build a dashboard where I can anticipate what the CFO might be looking for when I'm not too familiar with this tool. So what I did for him was I would I would review the dashboard that he built and I said okay I understand what you're trying to convey but maybe maybe I can clean it up and beautify it a little bit. And once I built a template for him saying, here's your page one overview, here's your page two detail. And I think based on the measures and the dimensions, here's what a CFO might be interested in this data set. And there's, a, there's another concept of hidden pages in SAC where you can have multiple pages, but only a few are visible to an end user. So the CFO comes in, he'll see an overview page, he might navigate to a detail page, but if he had any additional questions, maybe he wants to see the same metric in a different way. I built into the dashboard hidden pages that serves as a buffet menu item of sorts, where I would take all the elements, remix them in multiple different chart types, different dimensions, basically give him a, a menu to say, if the CEO happens to choose any of these permutations from this data set, it's again, cut and paste. You can just drag it into those pages and have him choose which items he would like, place them in which order he would like to see them and your effort in terms of changing or modifying the dashboard is minimal. That is very cool. I like that. So it kind of makes it very easy to consume, especially when you're dealing with the C-level executives where you know things change and their requirements may change over time. So it makes it very, easy for the designer to add those elements as you go along. Absolutely, absolutely. And even though this tool is designed as a 
uh, end user business friendly tool, you still have to be familiar with where SAP maybe have hidden some of the options or place some of the settings, right? So even um, but this, this particular business user is he's very tech savvy. He's just not as familiar with a specific tool. And you want to, as a consultant, try to help your customers transition into the positions where they can work directly with the CFO and feel comfortable with the tool. Absolutely. Thank you. So that kind of leads me into my, my next question. And this is really important for folks who are in a time crunch and you're dealing with the audience when they're looking at things right away. So are there any performance tips that users should incorporate when building this SAC stories? You know, maybe a couple of tips that you may want to share with oh, our audience. Sure. sure, absolutely. So as we know, if we move the data into the SAC tenant, if you upload your CSV file into Analytics Cloud, it runs very quickly, right? Because the data is pretty much close to where the visualization is. But whenever you connect your dashboard to the back end, there's, there's always that lag. Um, if it's connected to a HANA database, of course, it's a little bit faster, but you really can't depend on, you know, perfect network conditions. So what I always say is try to limit your tiles, your charts, your numeric points. Try to limit the elements in your charts, in your dashboards, I mean, to about nine or 10 at most per page. And the reason why I would say maybe limit that to nine or 10 is each individual tile or chart is in essence a query back to the back end so if we were to take this to you know like bw terminology each tile is a bex query so if you have you know 20 tiles or 30 tiles those are individual calls to the back end so that slows it down a lot that's step one just limit the number of things on the screen at once number two if you can limit the data in some way um, whether it's an input page filter or a story filter, if you can just limit the data to either the current year, a specific sales organization, a specific company code, just limiting the data set, um, your calls to the back end gets retrieved, you know, the data is aggregated according to your filter and it gets retrieved and put back to the front end in a smaller manner versus fetching everything and having SSC trying to figure out what to do with it, right? So limit the the transmission of data between uh, the front end and the back end. And the third thing is maybe, this is maybe getting super, super detailed. There is this concept of cascading inputs where if a person picks a certain value from a filter, it dynamically filters the rest of the filters according to what's available based on the first restriction. So if you find yourself in this position where your dashboards are really, really slow, start turning off some of the fancier settings like cascading filters and see what happens. Very interesting. So I think what I'm hearing is, um, in simple words, less is more in this case. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great. No, that's a great tip. I mean, I, I know a lot of times uh, designers and, and, and uh, folks working with dashboards like to put in a lot more detail, thinking that that will be beneficial to the business, but then there are drawbacks on those style of designing. Um, and you know, the end result is the customer or the business user is impacted. 
with this performance uh, lag. Yep, absolutely. And I, if I could throw in one other thing is whenever you look, whenever you're looking at to use a table, um, put that on its own page. Don't put it along with you know the other eight chart types, but more like have that as its own, um, either its own page if you want to see a lot of detailed information, or maybe limit that to maybe the top five or top ten results. Um, that goes back to the first tip of saying limit the data, limit the number of items. But tables, I've noticed, um, it drags down the performance greatly. So if you can limit that, that'd be great. But um, going back to your suggestion, less is more, absolutely. If you can find ways to increase the white space, which is either the space not you know, displaying information, um, it makes your, your dashboard looks very clean and I will say another design tip is choose one color palette. I've seen I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen stuff where um, a user will start with one color palette and one tile, but use a totally different one as they're ex as they're exploring and it's just left it in there. Mm -hmm. um, a different color palette, and after a while, you have a lot of different colors coming at you at the same time. You're trying to convey a lot of information, and that goes into information overload. So most companies I work with, the first question I ask on my first day is, what is your branding guideline? You should have a branding playbook. It lists in hex, RGB, and all different formats the colors that your company um, has approved. And if you can stick with that, you're golden. Awesome. Those are some great tips. Thank you very much. And thank you for sharing your thoughts uh, and insights on how to improve and make your dashboard work the way it's supposed to be. Thank you for listening to Tech Driven Business. It is clear how important doing your research is before you start designing an SAC. Don't discount the details as it will save you time in the long run. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will be diving into building custom applications by using Analytics Designer in SAC. In the meantime, if you have any questions, please connect with Hao or I on LinkedIn.